Guys, if you don't know who I am, that's okay. I'm Tanner. Uh, I usually am over across the hall talking to the junior high kids, but tonight Dan was nice enough to switch me so I could get some uh, much-needed mental rest from the kiddos over there, but I'm just kidding. You guys were great last year, you freshmen. Um, if you don't know, <laughs> if you don't know much about me, uh, you're going to experience some like the equivalent of like culture shock between Dan and I's personalities because Dan is very like, you know, like Dan and I'm not like Dan a lot. So uh, whether that's good or bad, I don't know. But what's that? Oh, thank you, Dylan. I really appreciate that. So um, I also was told that you guys are really hankering for some small group time. So I'll try to give you guys as ample amount of time as possible tonight with what we're going to talk about. So that means that I better start talking about what I want to talk about, I guess. So um, I have this question up on the screen, and I need to read it because I can't remember how I worded it. Where do you go for advice when you need it most? Before um, we start talking, let's just pray really quick, um, not to undermine prayer, but we're going to pray and get into it. So pray with me. Heavenly Father, would you be with us here tonight. Would you um, bring your presence and uh, come and speak to us? Uh, I don't have any words, Lord. I need you to speak through me. So would you do that? And Lord, would you just um, would you just know what needs to be said so that uh, these young people could grow closer to you, that they um, might have their hearts softened, their ears opened, their eyes open to the things that you might want to teach them tonight, Lord. We love you. We're so grateful for what we were just think, uh, what we were just singing. That you, you aren't a God that stayed far off. You actually came and you dwelt among us. And you didn't just dwell with us. You didn't just make yourself like us. But you suffered, and you suffered on the cross to take away our sins, Lord. We're so grateful tonight. It's the reason we're here. It's the reason we sing, and it's the reason we gather together each uh, Wednesday and Sunday uh, to celebrate you and to. Do our best to grow closer to you in this community of believers, Lord. So we're just grateful. We're thankful. Would you be with us tonight? In Jesus' name, amen. So who do you ask for advice when you need it most? And um, I don't, this can be rhetorical for now. You can talk about it in your small groups later because I'm interested to hear what you would answer it like. I, I know that there might be some of you who would answer it as if, um, Dan was just talking to me before the service. He saw this question up on the screen, and he brought up a really good point that I had not thought of. That's the great thing about talking with other people. You learn new things. But he was saying a lot of times we'll go to people to ask them a question, like a, an important life question maybe, because we know they're going to give us the answer we want to hear, right? Does anybody do that? Don't raise your hand because we all do. But So that's one way that we do that. Maybe, maybe not, though. Maybe you're... Um, a, a little more serious about your life or, or you really want the right answers and you, you will actually find somebody or maybe you have one or two or three different people who you would go to to ask, hey, I need some advice for this situation or this relationship or whatever it might be. You know, there's some of you in this room who are going to be heading off to college either this year or in the next couple of years and that's a big life decision and really in all reality it's not that important of a decision but we hype it up as a big one but it's something we do need to take serious right it's something we need to ask God for help with but 
Uh, I don't want you also to give the quip Christian answer. I don't want you to say, I go to the Bible or I go to my pastor. Those are good things, and I hope that they're true. But I want you to think of that person or those people who you might go to to try and figure out something like that, a tough decision in your life. You may not have even had to really do that. I hope that if you have experienced that, you've gone to get counsel from somebody else or uh, what we're going to talk about tonight, which is the idea of wisdom. And I know it's probably funny for you guys. It's funny for me that this is what God wanted me to talk to you guys about because I, I wouldn't consider myself wise because I'm not much, I am kind of older than you guys. I'm, I'm a little bit older than you guys. That's what I'm going to tell myself. But uh, I don't, so I wouldn't say I'm very wise. Um, and, and yet, I'm going to call you guys to become wise people and make wise choices and do wise things today when you're a ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th grader, or maybe you're in college, or you adults as well. So wisdom is what we're going to talk about. I, as I was thinking about this question myself, I thought, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to have parents that I could go to, and I knew that they would give me a half-decent answer at least, and most of the time it wasn't the answer I was looking for, right? Usually you go to your parents, you're not going to hear the answer, like I said before, like that you're looking for. They're probably going to tell you something different. And another person I thought of was my, my grandfather. My grandpa is a really wise person. He, he's real quiet, and he's a real hardworking guy, worked most of his life. He was a farmer, so you know the kind of person, like just tough, quiet, does the right thing all the time, those kind of people. So these are wise people that I've been able to have speak into my life at different points in time, and there are plenty others. So I want you to think and be thinking as I'm talking tonight, who is somebody that I ask? And maybe you don't have somebody, and that's, that's okay. Um, I, I would encourage you to try and find somebody. I know Dan Knutes would be giddy to help you guys figure stuff out or give you advice and help you along those paths. And I know your small group leaders would too, but maybe you don't have somebody right now. That's okay. Maybe you can think of one or two people. I'm going to read um, from the book of Proverbs tonight. If you know about the book of Proverbs, it's it's literally called like a book of wisdom. So, so though we are young in this room, you guys are in high school, I want to tonight try to call you to be wise people and to seek out wisdom and not just seek it out, but actually chase it down and find wisdom at all costs, okay? And, and this, is, this is important and I'll show you why. I'm going to read from Proverbs 1, just the first uh, seven verses says this. I don't have it on the screen, sorry. Uh, These are the wise sayings of Solomon, David's son, Israel's king, written down so we'll know how to live well and write to understand what life means and where it's going. A manual for living, for learning what's right and just and fair, to teach the inexperienced the ropes and to give young people a grasp on reality. There's something here also for seasoned men and women, still a thing or two for the experienced to learn. Fresh wisdom to probe and penetrate the rhymes and reasons of wise men and women. And then this is the verse that I really want to stick with tonight and cover. It says, start with God. The first step in learning is bowing down to God. Only fools thumb their noses at such wisdom and learning. So 
uh, I want to show you uh, a little picture. If you every time I've come in here, I have like a little graphic or something that I've made up. Uh, but it talks about in these few verses. We'll just stick here quickly about three different types of people. There's wise people. There is what are either called simple people, or in this translation, it called them young. And then there's fools and there's mockers. So, so these are the three kind of categories Proverbs 1 gives us. And in this graphic, I'm hoping to explain and show you guys, and it might be more confusing than me just talking, but so fools and mockers. The whole book of Proverbs, it, it warns against being a fool because the opposite of being wise is to be a fool, to, to not just not care about God, but to actually ignore what he has to say, go the opposite direction of him. You can see that by the arrow. And then the wise on the other end of the spectrum, these are the people who, who know what God says about how to live, and they actually do it. Those are the people that are called wise. That's what you need to do to be called wise. And then there's the young and the simple, which is most of the time us. And, and nobody's perfectly in one of these categories, I don't think, but the problem with the young and the simple is they kind of don't have a direction they go most of the time. They're, they're swung and swayed by all different directions. They, they find advice from this person and then this person and then this person and this book and this thing, and they never really get on a track one direction or the other. A cool thing about the book of Proverbs, it actually personifies the idea of wisdom. So it makes wisdom like a person. And it says that wisdom calls out to everyone. And so the people who are wise are hearing that call and they're going towards it. They're going towards the things that God really wants them to do. The simple can hear that call, but they just don't know. They aren't sure. They don't know if they should go. They don't know if it's the right decision or not. And then the fools and mockers, obviously, they go the other direction. So this is kind of an explanation for, uh, you know, maybe you know somebody, you can think of somebody in your mind who's like really, really intelligent, but they do really dumb things. Does anybody know anybody like that? Do not point at them if you do know somebody in this room. I knew, I knew some people who were really, really smart growing up. Super smart people have crazy, I, I, yeah, crazy jobs, have gone through college, way too much college, and then have got amazing jobs at amazing places because they've got a brain like no other. But they do the dumbest stuff, right? It's kind of a weird pattern that, that is set up in the world. Some people who are really, really intelligent just make really bad decisions, you would probably consider them unwise decisions. And so part of what I want to get across is that wisdom doesn't mean that you know a lot. It doesn't mean that you're really intelligent. Wisdom is knowing the reality of our world and, and about God as well and acting accordingly. So we read in verse 7, start with God. The other translations, uh, this is why there's that dotted line there. It says, uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So it starts right there. These people who are really intelligent do dumb things because probably more often than not, they haven't started at the right place with their growth of their intelligence, okay? They, they started in the wrong place or they are listening to the wrong people. 
as far as how do I live this life out and how do I honor God and how do I pursue relationship with God. They don't know those things. And so smart people can do dumb things because they aren't wise. And then there's people who I, I offered my grandpa as an example. He didn't go to college. He didn't, he didn't get some fancy degree. He didn't get some high-level corporate job and climb the ladder and make a ton of money, but he was a farmer. And, and in today's society, even more so than when he was uh, our age or a little bit older and working, it's, it's not so great to be considered a farmer, I guess, in most circles. You, you see a farmer and you think, yeah, they're just a simple old person. But he, he is wise because he has figured out the ways the world actually works. He's figured out the truth that God has woven into our world and into our reality, and he's put them into practice. He doesn't just hear the calling of wisdom out there saying, do life this way, but he actually hears it and he goes and he does it. That's what being a wise person is all about. That's the Bible's idea of being wise. It's not knowing a lot, it's doing the right things, okay? Does that make sense? We can be intelligent, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we're wise. In fact, you know, a problem that I think that we see, if maybe you've experienced, maybe not, um, you probably will at some point, but our world is like full of information. There's too much information, I would argue. I, I was just looking up some statistics, and it was, I don't remember the numbers because they were just crazy numbers, but like there are more, I couldn't remember what it was, somebody who knows computers, there are like more bytes uploaded to the internet every second than there are stars in the visible universe or something crazy like that. So like there's too much information, right? We can't actually take in all this information and grow our intelligence so great, so big to know all these things. It's, it's not helping us any as a society to know all this stuff and to have all this stuff available to us. It doesn't necessarily help us live a good life. It doesn't necessarily help us to grow and grow closer to God like we want to do. So I, I guess I would argue that we don't need more information as people, especially as Christians. We don't need to take in all the information we can. We just need to take in wisdom, people who are wise, advice that is wise, learning in a way that is wise. That's what I want to call you guys to. I don't want you to think that me saying you should be wise as 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th graders is, is an impossible thing because you can't have a, have a nice long gray beard, you know? Like, like that's what we think of when we think of wisdom, isn't it? You think of wise, yeah. Some of you guys do have the, the long beard, so you guys are wise. But that's what we think of, wise older people, but I'm calling you guys as high school students to start chasing after wisdom today. Don't think that it's only available for those people who are older and have gone through this and that and the other. We can seek out wisdom right here and now. And so I just have a few things. Oh man, the clock is ticking. We've got a few things that I want to tell you about wisdom, okay, that we learn from this book of Proverbs. And the first one is, it's up here on the screen still, the beginning of wisdom is to fear the Lord. And I know that's loaded words right there, to fear. Um, I don't know if this has been explained to you or not. I want to explain it, though. Basically, it doesn't mean to have some sort of 
crippling fear of God so that you never ever do anything or say anything or step out and do anything. It's not the kind of fear that closes us back, but it's a reverence, a respect, like you respect, hopefully, your grandparents. Grandparents are a great example of just about anything. You usually in life should respect, in, in a bigger word is revere your grandparents. You should listen to them. You should not try to bug them or step on their toes or be mean to them. You don't do that to a grandparent. This is the same idea. We should fear God in a way that is saying, I show him respect. I want to show God the respect that he deserves. You guys just got done hearing the last couple of weeks from Dan about the Easter story, if you, if you need evidence of why we should fear God and in that way respect God, it should be in that Easter story. It, it basically answers all we need to hear, doesn't it? That we should be respectful and we should revere the things that God has done for us. In fact, he, he, he made us, didn't he? We're made for God. He made us for a purpose to glorify him. And so we should begin by fearing the Lord. And that means you know, laying down your life before him and surrendering your life to him. So that's, that's an important starting point. You might know people, like I was talking about before, who, who are really smart. And a lot of the times, as we talked about, being really intelligent doesn't actually help you in your faith life. Sometimes it hurts people to be so smart. They can't wrap their head around God, so they think, ah, I can't understand it. I don't need to deal with it. That's a huge danger. Begin with God. It's like it, the picture that the language wants you to see is like if you're building a house or a building, you need to start with the foundation. That's the start of all wisdom. And, and if you needed proof that you could have wisdom tonight, I hope you didn't, but if you needed proof that you can have wisdom, here's your proof. It says the beginning of wisdom is to to fear the Lord, which I'm assuming at least a few of you, I would hope most of you already do. You fear God. That's why you're here tonight. You're here to learn about him because you respect him and you want to show him how worthy he is. So we start right there. We start by building upon our fear of the Lord. It's not a negative thing. It's a, it's a good thing to have respect for the one who made you and the one who died for you. Another thing that wisdom does, it, is, it listens and it acts. So if you're going to ask somebody for their advice, the best practice would be to not just ask them for their advice and listen to it and then go and not do it. It would be to actually ask them, listen, and then go do it, right? That makes sense. If you go to the doctor because you, uh, I'm going to think of it not, because uh, you have a, what did I use earlier today? Camera, where's camera? Oh, a toe fungus. If you have a toe fungus, you don't have to acknowledge that you do. Um, and you go to the doctor to get medicine for your toe fungus. And then he gives you some, what do you get for toe fungus, Kylie? Pills? An antifungal, yes, that makes sense. Uh, he gives you your antifungal, and then you go home and you just let your antifungal sit on the counter and you never take it. What's the point of going to the doctor, right? In, in the idea, in the <clears throat> scriptures, that it's really cool, the idea of listening 
um, and acting upon what you've heard was actually not two separate things. When you listened to somebody, that meant you not just heard what they said, but you actually went and did it. So that's why a lot of times in the scriptures, they will talk about if you have ears, that's like the literal translation, like, do you have ears to hear what I'm saying, Jesus will say. He's saying, are you going to listen, but not just listen, are you going to go do it? That's the call that we have as Christians. So wisdom is built on the fear of God. You listen to wisdom, and that means you listen and act. Those are one and the same. And then finally, it says in the scripture, too, that wisdom is proved by her results. It's proved right by her deeds, another uh, translation says. So if we're talking, if we're thinking that wisdom is proved by the outcome that it yields, does that, that's, a, that's a tough way to say it. But if, if we take wisdom, we listen to it, and we do it, it should, it should yield a certain outcome. And that outcome proves that what we've listened to is true wisdom. This is, this is important, so stick with me. The thing that wisdom leads to is our salvation. We're saved by listening to the wisdom that God is calling out to you guys with. The last couple of weeks, every time you hear somebody open the Bible and talk about Jesus and all he did and offers out salvation, you're listening to God's wisdom call out to you and say, this is what I want you to do. I want you to enter this story. I don't want you to just listen to that Jesus died for you and rose again three days later. I want you to listen and have your life be changed by this story, not just hear it, but to act it out too. And we, and we know that it's proved by its results because we can be assured of our salvation. That's a possibility for you guys. You know, and I hope that you know that we need saved. We all need saved. And you can be saved. It's an option for you. It's held out to you. I tell the junior hires this all the time. It's like somebody's standing right in front of you holding something you want, and they just need you to take it. And that's what you need to do. You need to repent and believe, the Bible says. So that's the, that's the yielding thing that comes out of wisdom. When you put wisdom to use in your life, you will find at least salvation. That's the one thing that we can guarantee by putting wisdom into practice. I don't want to uh, leave that story short of where I think it uh, needs to be. I need to tell you too, though, that wisdom does not protect you from the results of sin in our world, okay? So I'm saying that there's good things when you put wisdom into use. When you seek out wisdom from people, you can get great advice from people and all this stuff, but it's not always going to work out just the way you would hope. It's not guaranteed. This is important for you guys to know because I think a lot of times so many people will go into life, uh, maybe come out of high school into college, and you're just rearing to go, and you're so excited. You're pumped to be a part of God's kingdom. You're going to do this and that and the other. You're going to start this ministry or whatever, and then something bad happens to you, and you're thinking, wait, I did everything right, God. Why did this happen to me? Because you've been taught that when I do this and this and this, that means I'm going to have a good result, right? If I do what God wants me to do, everything is going to work out perfect, 
It's not always true that way. And that's an unfortunate reality, but it's something that we have to come to terms with. And I hope that it's something that you guys can just take to heart. It's a hard reality, but it's saved by the fact that the first point of what I said, it's proved right by its deeds that wisdom leads us to our salvation. And that's the most important thing. Not, not that our physical life, that our health is perfect all the time, or that our family life, or that our relationships are all perfect all the time. The hope that we have in this world is for salvation for your inner soul. The most important, the truest you that's deep down inside of you that nobody else knows but only God knows. That's who we want to be saved in this life. Not the superficial you, not the you on the outside, the you that's truly you deep down. So this is my call to you guys. Start chasing down wisdom today. You don't have to wait to become wise people. You don't have to wait to seek wisdom in all sorts of ways. And I want to just give you three obvious um, but important ways that you can seek out wisdom. You need to seek wisdom in God's word. I'm probably the bazillionth person to tell you. <laughs> I, I hope and I pray that you read your Bible we don't know God's wisdom. We don't know the specific things he's calling out to us unless we read the words that he gave us. He didn't give us um, a song or he didn't give us a movie to watch and understand everything he wants us to do. He gave us a book and we better read it, okay? So we need to chase down wisdom by going in his word and we need to chase down wisdom with God's spirit. You have a spirit that lives inside you if you are a, a follower of Jesus, if you have surrendered your life to him, you have his spirit within you. And his spirit is called the helper, and it wants to help you figure things out, okay? Ask for guidance throughout your days. You might not know who you might bump into at school that might need an encouraging word, something like that. Ask for the spirit's help. Chase down wisdom from the spirit. And then finally, chase down wisdom from God's people. As I said earlier, I know if you don't have that person that you can go to to ask in times when you have a tough decision, I know Dan would love to help you out. Your small group leaders would love to help you out. That's why they're here. That's why they come every week, week after week, trying to help you. They want to give you wisdom. So seek wisdom from God's people. And just in an added encouragement for you that are going off to school, off to college next year, or maybe you're at college this year, we need to especially then find people who can speak wisdom into our lives. It's so important to find people that first year leaving college. So my final question, and we're going to listen to a song after I ask this, um, just to have a moment to think about all this I, I, my prayer is that God will uh, just speak what needs to be spoken to you, uh, not just through my words, but these uh, words that we're going to hear in this song. I, I want to ask you guys, you know, what, if anything, are you desperate for, and are you desperate for God's help in life? God has this wisdom, and as I told you guys, he's calling out to everyone across the whole globe, and that doesn't just mean a blanket over everybody, but I believe that he calls specific people at specific times to listen to his wisdom. I believe it could be possible that over these next 
couple of weeks or, or days even, or even tonight, he could be calling you to reach out and take this gift that he's offering out to you. But we've got to understand that we need God if we're going to seek wisdom. If you, if you think you got it all figured out, you're never going to seek wisdom from God. You just simply aren't. So I encourage you, just think this through, you guys. Take it to heart and take some time. I know this, this might be uncomfortable, but take some time in silence and closing your eyes and thinking, do I really act like I need God's help? Do I really act like I need God's wisdom? Do I really act like I need God's salvation that he's offering out to me? Or do I just live like the fool's? Or do I live like the simple and the young who, who I, I sort of know, I, can, I hear that he calls me, I know that he wants me to follow him, but I just, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not totally in for it right now. Are you desperate for God or are you all right without him? So we're going to play this song. It's not up on the screen, it's just the music over the speakers. My buddy, I have a friend who actually wrote this song. I've been listening to it this past week as I prepared and uh, was praying about what I wanted to talk to you guys about, and I hope it can be helpful and just draw you a little bit closer to God tonight. And we need to chase after wisdom, okay? This is, this is the idea that I want you guys to know. We need to seek it out. If we don't have it in us already, if we don't have it in our lives already, we need to seek him. Let's listen. Hello. Okay. You guys, I just want you to, I hope these words might help you. And take this serious. Start chasing after him. If you're desperate for him, if you truly want what God has for you, if you want to put his wisdom into use, it's got to be a choice. Okay. You got some small group questions. You guys, I didn't uh, come through on my promise to give you a lot of time, but... You have all the time you want starting now for small groups. Love you guys. Thanks.